What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Of the King's Pulse podcast. My name is Brendan Nunez. Got Rich Ivanowski on here as we always do. How you doing, Rich? Uh, I'm pretty sleepy today, man. I uh, I don't know. I am not as excited as I was yesterday just because this is truly preseason basketball now. I, you know, I think we agree we got a regular season type of competition yesterday, and that's that's not what is going on today. Yeah, definitely. This game uh, took two cups of coffee out of me. And uh, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, we kind of expected a little bit more bench minutes here, but then there also was no uh, no Rashawn Holmes, no Corey Joseph, no Trevor Ariza, three of the four new guys that we were kind of looking forward to seeing there. But uh, maybe a way we can start here is Bagley got the ball a lot to start the game. It seemed like they were trying to get him, uh, get him going early, shake off that uh, – rough first showing that he had yesterday what do you think about the possessions that Bagley got to start um I thought this was uh I thought this was silly basketball and I was excited to see more real basketball early on because the starters started and uh you know we got a really good dose of of real basketball yesterday and it became very very clear that this was not that this was Luke Walton running tests running uh you know later on it would become running out players that he wanted to see if they could make a roster spot or make a name for themselves carve out a role or a part of the rotation so in terms of these first five possessions um yeah they just went to Bagley you know bang 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 and uh you know again it's fine whatever if this is what you want to experiment with in preseason you can but this is not something that would work in an NBA game but I haven't even commented on his performance there why don't you why don't you tell me what you thought on on how he actually did in those five possessions yeah I mean like you're saying about that not being something that you'd see it just slows down the entire offense like we liked the movement yesterday but really trying to get Bagley going and him scoring or attempting to in a lot of isolation situations. And there were so many mid-range looks. There was only, uh, there was hardly any threes. By the time Bagley subbed out, I think there was only uh, like one or two uh, three-point attempts because there were so many mid-range looks. So, I I mean, it was nice to get him going, I guess. He, He showed off a little bit more of a handle with the right hand, but it still seemed like he was trying to finish with the left every time. And uh, Miles Turner got a couple blocks off of that because he is a smart defender like that. So I, I don't know. I mean, I still I liked the effort a little bit more, and he seemed more engaged, obviously, with having the ball. 
but I still wasn't blown away by anything. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like he was more or less engaged. I feel like he was engaged in the first preseason game. Um, he just wasn't like getting fed the ball constantly, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, I don't think you should have to feed this guy the ball to get him engaged. That would be a disappointing uh, revelation. He, I, I mean, okay. So the, I believe in the very first time he got the ball, he traveled and we saw that a lot last year, right? Early on. And that is discouraging to me because it shows that he's still lacking some fundamental knowledge about how to play his role. And, you know, and then when he took the shots, he took the next four shots, made two of them, you know, okay. Like that's, I feel like we didn't gain anything. We didn't learn anything. And I, it's not like he looks like a different player or like, you know, this was, this happened occasionally last year when Jaeger would, would roll out a backup unit that was Bagley and a bunch of scrubs. I mean, you know, I'm being a little harsh with scrubs, but Sometimes it would be Bagley and a, and a whole bunch of guys that couldn't really do much. And it would just be like, all right, you know, we're just going to feed the ball to Bagley every single time, not expect him to pass. The willingness to pass that you talked about yesterday, gone. Gone. But I don't even know if it's like willingness or so much as just like, hey, Marvin, um, this isn't a real game. So we're, we just want you to take the first five possessions and six of the first seven possessions because then Fox shot a jumper and then it went right back to Marvin. Just take like, this game is just yours. You just like, you know, this is your, it's an open gym for you. Just go get up shots. Yeah. And him doing that on the bench unit is something where it's like, okay, you need him to create the offense a little bit because like you mentioned, the guys around him are all subpar, but when you're playing with Fox, Buddy, uh, Barnes, Deadman, and, and the rest of the, all the starters really in that starting lineup, that's not what you really want to see. Like I, I like getting Bagley the ball. I get it. That was clearly their plan coming out, but I don't like doing it in an isolation situation with a defensive player of the year level guy, Miles Turner, guarding him. Like, get him in a pick and roll with Fox. Like, get Bagley going downhill. And so, I, I mean, it, they obviously were game planning like this. They wanted to get him going. I just wasn't a big fan of it. And you pointed out the big thing to me was that the passing wasn't there. When he had the ball so much, it wasn't moving. Yeah, and I, I don't know, again, if that's a function of his, what he wants to do or what he's right. expected to do. If he's expected to just take all these shots, then, you know, fair enough. I guess can't fault him for that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't even think it really helped. Like, I think he just looked like the same guy. And, you know, he did play 26 minutes and ended up putting, you know, 15 points, six rebounds. It's fine. Like, it's fine in a preseason game. I mean, he's not even playing against the highest level of competition in the entire game. He did have some tough matchups, especially early on. But I don't know. I mean, do you think that you're just like, hey, uh, Bagley struggled yesterday. Let's, like, get him some, some buckets early on. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like to me. And then on the defensive end, um, they had him guarding Turner this time instead of Sabonis, which I thought worked okay in regards to they weren't feeding Sabonis and trying to take advantage of that. But there were a couple times Bagley was guarding guys on the perimeter and just get blown past. So, like, I, I don't know exactly where his spot is on defense. Yeah, it's a real issue. He's, uh, he's a tweener on defense in a really bad way where we've talked about this, like his size and strength. It's not quite there yet to be a center. And his lateral quickness and his 
on-ball skill is not quite there to defend on the perimeter. So, like, he can't really defend on the perimeter. He can't really defend in the post. He What he does, which is good, is that his hands are active. Um, you know, I think that for a long time, Kings fans have bemoaned Willie Cauley-Stein for not putting his arms up and swatting at balls. And, and Bagley does do that. Yeah, and um, and he he's obviously a, a capable rebounder, but the issue again there comes with the strength, where he he has the athleticism to go up and grab those. He has decent hands, um, but getting pushed out of your positioning like it's nothing with some of these centers. Like Turner's not a great rebounder, and he does a decent job of getting those against Bagley. I mean, he only had three today. Uh, to Bagley six but Turner is even someone that feels like he can push Bagley out of the way a little bit there so th- there's definitely some clear flaws and and you kind of mentioned Cully Stein there um, there were a couple uh, Fox lobs to Deadman where I couldn't help but think okay that's one thing that Cully Stein would actually threw down but overall I-, I liked what I saw from Deadman you know he has a quick trigger and did okay on his defensive rotations today yeah, no, I saw those <laughs> those pick and rolls. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's not what Deadman's gonna do. He's not a high flyer, you know. I mean, that's what Bagley should be. That's how Bagley should be. Right. Ball, right. Right. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it should be. Are you currently paying off student debt? Interested in improving your financial literacy, or looking for new ways to earn income in today's ever-changing digital landscape? Well, on the Talk Money with Mesh Lakani podcast, Mesh will follow paper trails, chat with experts, and break down complex ideas to bring clarity to the mystical financial phenomena. Each episode will be filled with compelling stories covering a broad range of subjects, from buying Bitcoin, dealing with student debt, and everything in between. Listen to Talk Money with Mesh Lakani on Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and learn how to spend, invest, and earn for today's economy. But yeah, to speak to this whole start of the game, I think, you know, it just, this wasn't Kings basketball. Like I didn't see this being like, I don't see this as being what they were going to run. And it was so frustrating because they did start all their starters, but they only pretended they had one out there because, you know, Barnes, Deadman and Heald were basically just not involved. Uh, you know, Fox was there dishing it to Bagley, but it, it just like, it cut out everyone else on the offense. and. Yeah, I mean, this was a really, really boring first quarter, really first half of the game. Yeah, and and kind of just back to it a little bit, I guess I liked to see Bagley playing with the right hand a little bit more than he did last year, like ex- trying to use it when that really wasn't even a case last year. Like he threw up a right-handed hook at one point in the game, and I can't remember how many times he did that last year. It was not very often. It didn't look pretty, but at least he's – attempting to expand his game a little bit there but yeah like you mentioned I mean this isn't something I expect them to do this didn't look anything like the offense that um, I'm hoping we see more so that we saw in game one this was just Bagley had a bad game one try to get him going yep and that was the story of the first half I think the story of the second half was the young guys the fringe guys the the guys trying to make their way into the rotation Um, and that's really all that I I really feel like I pulled away from this for for anything actually useful going forward was maybe evaluating some of the younger talent. Is that fair? 
Um, I, I liked Fox getting to the free throw line in the first half and the whole team, really. They had 25 free throw attempts in the first half when they averaged 22 in the entire games last year. Um, part of that was there's just the refs seem a little whistle happy and players are less uh, disciplined being in preseason. But I thought they did a good job of getting to the line. And uh, before we get to the young guys, I did like Buddy's passing today. Uh, he had five assists. He had a really nice baseline skip. He looks more comfortable in the dribbling that you kind of mentioned you saw in the first half of yesterday's game. Uh, I thought we saw a little bit more today with less of those turnovers. Even though he still loves, he seems to get in the air and then think that he can still pass out of it. And he does an okay job of it. But um, I, I liked Buddy's passing today. Yeah, I think that we got a little bit more of that first half of uh, Buddy from yesterday as well. Like, it, it, he's just looser, and I think that this is, you know, I think this might just be a function of preseason where he's looser, he's less, you know, concerned. He's going to make some more high-difficulty looks. He's going to try to try to make some, some reads that maybe he would be more conservative with if uh, real wins and losses were on the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like he's been really focusing on his handles and his passing, uh, in the summer, which, you know, will be a really big deal if he's able to, to become functional or, you know, even, even average, even like uh, league average, uh, for his position in those areas, I think would be important. Um, and to go to the free, the free throw thing, uh, excuse me, the free throw thing, I do think that's, you know, yeah, great. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's it's better than them not getting to the free throw line. But again, like like you said, like this is a, this is a preseason game. I don't right. think that we can look at team stats here and think that it tells us anything about how this team will do in the regular season. This is a back-to-back in India. Yeah. You know, I mean, guys are going to be swatting at the ball. Um, there were more subs in the game, uh, more – more backup players in the game uh, for both teams, you know, so it's just hard to, hard to know if that's, that's anything at all. Yeah, I definitely agree with that there. And then uh, just on Buddy's passing real quick. I mean, if that was uh, seemingly his off season focus or something that he really worked to improve over the off season, Fox mentioned his playmaking as being a focus uh, watching Kemba Bag, or Corey Joseph had mentioned that Marvin Bagley was really becoming a more capable passer. I think we saw it a little bit in game one. I mean, the ball could move around pretty well for the Sacramento Kings team, and that could lead to those you know, 35 three-point attempts and them being decent looks that um, Luke Walton wants to see. Yeah, I mean, this team should really run in the preseason. It should really run like the Golden State Warriors concept of just extra pass, like pass it as quick as possible, get, find the open man, and they did the opposite with Marvin Bagley. They're like, find the, mo- find the least open man. It's Marvin Bagley on the block. Go find him. Right. It, it's like, sure, get him comfortable, but why comfortable in a system that we hopefully aren't seeing in the regular season, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, again, preseason can't be too upset. So, you want to move – can we move to some, some young guy, young player evaluation here, anything? Because we did get to see – you know, we got to see – I mean, everybody, everybody was on the floor. Yeah. Kyle Guy got 20 minutes. Um, uh, you know, Farrell got 22. We only got three yesterday, and he might get zero with the real team um, yeah. in the season. Wenyon got 15. Swanigan got 18. Big 18 from Swanigan. <laughs> uh, Tyler Lydon got in the game 
late. It was weird how late he got in the game. Swanigan had already played 13 minutes. Uh, Gabriel had already played 10 when Leiden came in with about eight minutes left to go in the fourth. Yeah, maybe we can start with uh, the Swanigan minutes a little bit here. I mean, he looks like he's slimmed down a little bit, and he's got decent passing and rebounding like we've known. It's just uh, if you're comparing, I mean, him and Gabriel for a potential roster spot um, down the line, it's definitely going Gabriel for me. I mean, there's seemingly more potential. I think that he moves a little quicker, too, with the high pace of the uh, Sacramento offense that we definitely know. And Gabriel showed some decent flashes. I mean, his stroke looks good, and he he seems to be progressing at very least. Oh, no question. I'm really really enjoying what I'm seeing from Gabriel. I enjoyed what I saw in Summer League – at the California Classic, he was shooting very, very well um, from three, not so much from the free throw line, which is, I think, the number one thing holding him back right now. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, like, he came in the game, he broke up a lob, then he hit a three, and then he had a nice block in, I think, about 60 seconds. Um, and he's kind of a streaky guy like that. Gabriel looks phenomenal in stretches, and then he kind of disappears at times. But – you know, again, if you're if you're making the comparison between him and Swanigan, um, there's no comparison to me. Though Swanigan did look better, I, I will say that as well. Yeah, it, it was improvement, but uh, agreed, uh, Gabriel. I'm definitely taking over him here. And then you kind of threw uh, Yogi Ferrell in there yesterday about I think it was close to your least favorite minutes, and uh, it was not much better today. Um, like you mentioned, when there's it, – it's he's a decent third-string point guard. Um, yes, you've nailed that. Yes. Yeah, but we have two what could be starting point guards. I mean, Corey Joseph is a great – one of the best backup point guards that could be starting on some teams. I mean, if, if it comes down to a case where, say, there's injuries or something of that sort and you have to play Yogi, sure, but he shouldn't be getting minutes otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I would say that Darren Fox is an ideal starting point guard. Corey Joseph is an ideal backup point guard. And Yogi Ferrell is an ideal emergency, you know, third string point guard. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with that rotation. And then, um, yeah, and then after that, it sort of comes down to, I guess, if there's anything you want to mention on bogey minutes, there wasn't really anything notable to me today. Um, his stroke still looks decent, like you kind of expect from him. But uh, Justin James looks smooth offensively. I mean, I think that he he was on the floor a lot. There was a lot of times where he seemed to lost lose his balance, and uh, hopefully he's fine. We saw that right ankle seemingly injury at the end there, waiting for an update on that. But he looks like a smooth offensive player. I liked I liked his uh, shooting form, and look forward to seeing him in Stockton a little bit there. I have an interesting thought on Justin James and it's going to, it's going to sound stupid. So let me, let me first make sure that I, I explain this correctly. I think that he's got a little bit of Kevin Durant in his game, but if you took Kevin Durant and shrunk his body down 20% and shrunk his skill set down like 80%, um, like his the proportions, he's kind of got that Durantula like he's like very long, very skinny, uh, and his shot selection is similar too. I think he takes a lot of mid range uh, runner uh, area, floater area shots, uh, 
And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's not great, but I feel like you're right. Like there is a little bit of smoothness there. And if he, the problem is, you know, the mid range game that Durant has is amazing because he's so elite and he can shoot that over anybody. He's just so tall and so long. He can shoot that over anybody, but I feel like that's what James is trying to do, but he just doesn't have the size of the craft to do it. Right. I, I see where you're coming from a little bit there. I think their jumpers also, and like you mentioned, those mid-ranges, he seemed to come off screens and shoot right on the other side of them, which is kind of a development that you see a little bit later in guys sometimes. But Justin James, having played multiple years in college, obviously, is a little bit more developed coming out. And uh, yeah, they they both jump very straight up on their jump shots and release high. So I see it a little bit there. Um do you see him and, and the, but the defense was was rough. He also was chasing down Doug McDermott who I mean when you're chasing guys through screens as a rookie you can you can definitely easily get lost there. But uh I, I don't I mean is he a 2 or a 3? He is probably yeah, a 2-3 wing which is not great. I think he might get lost in that in that tweener sense as well, because he's not thick enough to guard threes and he's not quite graceful enough to guard twos. I think in an ideal, the ideal situation for him would probably be ending up as a two, but he's going to have to get pretty automatic with his jumper to be a two. And I'm not sure I see that happening, especially from deep. So I don't know. I, I'm not super high on on Justin James. The King's Pulse podcast is recorded and hosted on Anchor. It is the easiest way to make a podcast, and it is 100% free. It gives you everything you need to record, edit all of it so it sounds smooth and professional, and upload it all from your phone and or your computer. They distribute your podcast to every major platform, They give you an opportunity to make some money in the process as well. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, I think he'll be entertaining and stocked in, but that's that's pretty much as far as that'll go this year. And uh, any thoughts on Kyle Guy? When he's not shooting a three, he's not affecting the game. Yeah. And and that's the problem. I mean, he's he's putting in a ton of effort. He moves a lot off ball, which is great. I mean, like he's he's doing he's maximizing his own ability. Um, but even with that said, he's a six one off ball guard. So I don't know. I mean, like in a weird way, he's kind of playing that same style of Yogi where he's just, it's energy, 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 speed, 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 pace, 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 outside shots. And he's not, he obviously doesn't have the experience that Yogi does. And you know, he could be maybe more clutch. He might be a better shooter from deep, but it's still, it leaves so many holes. Uh, The, the defense and the size just leaves so many exploitable areas. And when this team gets more serious and wants to compete for more wins down the line, whether it be this season or next or whenever, you need to avoid exploitable players. You cannot have a weakness where you can be attacked by an opposing team. And Yogi has attackable, exploitable weaknesses. Kyle Guy has them too. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think you nailed it there. I think he's very one-dimensional in his play style, and uh, good teams will take advantage of that. Um, if you just lock him and don't let him go around, those screens come off open at the three-point line. There's not much he's going to really punish you with. Um, but that's that's most of my takeaways from this game, man. You feel like there's anything we missed out on here? Um, the eight Tyler Lydon minutes. This is our first look at Lydon um, as a king. Did you see anything? I didn't see anything. No. Yeah, not really. Um, like you mentioned, I saw him come in extremely late and already was what a garbage, garbage time game since uh, the third quarter started pretty much. Yeah, I think that we got to see uh, Stockton King's look on the court here. Um, I think that Justin James will play in the G League, uh, even though he has a full contract in the NBA. I think that they will try to to assign him to the G League, and they can. They have that right. Um, Kyle Guy's on a two-way. Gabriel's on a two-way. Uh, Swanigan, I think that was part of her. That, that is part of the reason that they made that trade. The Scal-Swanigan trade is that Scal had uh, – and this, this might not necessarily be true. I, I've only heard this source not confirmed, but that, Swan, that Scal refused to play in the G League. Uh, after two years, you don't have to. If if you're assigned, you can decline to go down to the G League, and he didn't want to do that anymore. But Swanigan was open to that. Um, So I think Swanigan probably will play down there. Um, And Leiden, it's obvious that that's where he will be if he's anywhere. Uh, I also think that Ulyss will be down there, though he's not with us today. He's not with us in India. Um, You know, guys like Panera – uh, Panero, excuse me, Micah. Uh, is it Mika? It's Mika, right? I think it's Mika, yeah. Yeah, Mika and Panero will likely be down there as well. So I think we're getting a, a Stockton look here. Yeah, and, and there's, I mean, there's things to be entertained by in regards to the Stockton team. It's just, uh, it, it's exclusively Stockton guys for the most part. It's not guys that I see coming up to Sacramento very often, if at all. No, yeah, I think this Stockton team is going to be extremely interesting um, in in terms of uh, you know you know, re, you know in terms of being a G League team in jeez, uh, what's the word I'm looking for right there? Um, relative to the G League, they're going to be a really really interesting team. They're going to be young. They're going to be exciting. I mean, like I will absolutely go down to Stockton and watch Tyler Ulis, Kyle Guy, Justin James. Um, you know, Swanigan, Gabriel, Mika, Panero, any of these guys. Like, I I think that there's going to be a really interesting squad down there. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, agreed. And then maybe just briefly touching on the other side, uh, TJ Warren's shooting looks legit, even though he was one of four. I mean, we saw it last year a little bit, or last game a little bit as well. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, That bench unit of Indiana, it was, it's again, it's just these, these uh summer league guys in a way like Eric Sumner balling out Alize Johnson and I don't know it was just funny to see those guys go off there wasn't yeah that's pretty much all I got though right I think that Aaron Holiday um yeah he looks good and he especially when he was up, up against Yogi he was just locking Yogi down which which tells you what you need to know about Yogi is that you know I mean on either side of the ball, if he gets a bad matchup, even against a guy who's expected to come to come off the bench, like it's just he just he just can't be effective right now. 
Right. And credit to Aaron Holiday being a, a good defender in its own right. Uh, kind of runs in the family a little bit there. But yeah, definitely. I mean, we we said what we thought about Yogi a little bit earlier. Yeah. And like you said, uh, I mean, I'm happy to have him on the roster as a, as you know, that's one of the things that can be underrated. If you've got if you if you take an injury at the point guard spot, your t- your season can go turn around real real quick, and it doesn't even need to be your starting point guard. If you have to play any minutes with truly bad point guard play, that can destroy a season. So I'm I'm glad to have him there as the whatever eleventh twelfth guy on the roster. Right, just kind of as a fallback option. And then I think uh, we got to name a post performer here, man. I got one in mind. Do you have someone? Oof, oh boy. I know. Um, I mean, so I think that I would probably lean towards Buddy here. That's who I got. That's All right. Like, yeah. There you go. Buddy Hill. <laughs> In, enjoy your accolade. Yeah. Pulse performer of the 106-130 loss in the back-to-back in India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's all you got, man. That's all I got for this one. That's it, man. I don't, I don't know if we need to do too many more preseason recaps, but these were these yeah. were fun. These were special. Uh, it was nice. To, it was fun to wake up in the morning and watch Kings basketball with some coffee. And um, yeah, I think we got. I think that we see we saw a really good representative sample of what we could have gotten from the preseason. Here we had like what felt like a real game, and then we had what felt like you know a scout game. And yeah, I mean, I'll be watching the other preseason games. I'll be at a couple of them the ones that are here in Sacramento. Uh, But yeah, I don't know that we need to necessarily break down every minute of the preseason going forward. Yeah, agreed. I'm more so interested in kind of seeing individuals, players progression, watching Marvin Bagley's right hand. Uh, We mentioned Buddy's passing a little bit there and kind of seeing how how the guys have progressed over the season. But uh, yeah, the next preseason game we got is the first home game against the Phoenix Suns on the 10th. So everyone get out there if you can. But that is going to do it for this episode of the King's Pulse podcast. You will hear from us again in the next couple days.